Good evening. And as always, I just want to thank you for watching tonight or listening tomorrow or um, whatever this time of watching or listening is, whether it's today, tomorrow, or weeks ahead. I just want to thank you for taking time out to listen and to spend a few minutes talking about what the Bible says, how it applies to my life and to yours. And as we have been journeying through the book of Job, um, there's just been a lot to take in. I think it's something that a lot of us understand, uh, the ups and downs of life, the difficulties, the challenges, the the stubbornness of our sin, correction, all of those things are very common themes in our life. But tonight, we witness something that is remarkable. God begins to speak to Job out of the storm. And we are thankful today to have God's word that speaks to us, that deals with us, the Holy Spirit of God who works in our hearts and lives and, and, and convicts us. But to see something like this, to be a part of something like this is just amazing. And so tonight I want to just start and we're, I'm going to try, Lord willing, to just go through all of these chapters here until the end of the book of Job. And uh, uh, Job has, uh, I'm trying to remember now, it has uh, 42 chapters. So as we start chapter 38 tonight, uh, this is what the Bible says. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is he who darkens counsel? by words without knowledge. Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. I uh, don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I'm guessing it probably has. If you've ever been in an argument or, excuse me, a disagreement, you have probably wanted to get the last word in. And if you've ever been in an argument and got the last word in, you probably walked off thinking, oh yeah, I got that done. <laughs> but what happens here is that Job and his friends, and everybody's been speaking, trying to get the last word in, trying to put the trump card down. But God shows up and says, listen, I am going to speak. It's kind of like when your child or your children are arguing back and forth, bickering over who wants the Nintendo Switch or who who ate the last cookie or who made the mess in the kitchen. And the parent walks in and says, listen, and everyone becomes silent. That's what God does here. He said, Jake, that's amazing. But listen to what else he says there in that verse. I will question you and you shall answer me. He says, not only am I going to tell you what's going on, <laughs> you're going to have to give an answer. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have never enjoyed taking tests. I've never enjoyed giving an answer in a 
time where there's pressure. But standing before the Lord and him saying, you are going to give an answer is overwhelming. You say, whew, thankfully I won't have to do that. I won't have to stand before God and give an answer or an account. Well, friends, that's where, excuse me, you are mistaken. Jesus said that every man, woman, boy, or girl will someday give an account. Give a recollection or give an account of the things done in this body. Jesus even said, we'll give an account for every idle word that is spoken, the deeds that we do in our body. That's why the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you're like me and you begin to think, oh, I've done some sinful things, listen to some sinful things, said some sinful things, done some things, sinful things, felt some sinful things, Oh, wow. Friends, we should. That's the great hope of being a Christian is that Jesus died on the cross to cover our sins, to wash our blood-covered, sin-stained lives clean. That's why we believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to go to heaven. The only way to be forgiven because he's the only one that can clean us from the sin that infects us, that can cover our sin. One of my old favorite songs is What Can Wash Away My Sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And it's a beautiful song about how we can be forgiven, how we can be cleansed, and how we can be clean because if we have to give an account and if we have to be judged according to everything that we've done on our own, friends, we all deserve hell. We all deserve the punishment of being sent away from God for an eternity. And so tonight, as we start this chapter and we just look at the first two verses, tonight I want you to take a couple things away from this. One, all of us will give an account doesn't matter if you claim to be a Christian, claim to be an atheist, claim to be a Buddhist, claim to be a Muslim. All of us will bow before the throne and give an account to Jesus. Everyone. You say, well, Jake, I don't believe there's a God. I'm not worried about it. I, I, I'm, I'll get to heaven and I'll, and I'll tell God what I think. No, friends, you won't. Because the second thing I want you to know tonight is that we are sinners and he is not. He knows why things have happened that we disagree with. He knows why hard times have come and affected us. He knows. And there will be no explaining on Judgment Day in the sense of I'll argue my case with God. No, we will not. Because we are sinners. So not only will we all give an account, but we will all fall short. We've all sinned against God. So we're all going to stand before a judge. We're all guilty and deserve the punishment that we would get. The Bible says there is a punishment that all who have sinned and do not know Jesus will receive. And that is an eternity in hell. You say, Jake, why would God send people to hell? And I don't believe that God sends people to hell because he wants to. 
and this you might disagree with my theological beliefs here, but that's okay. You can be wrong, and I still love you. I believe that hell was created for Satan and the fallen angels. Well, I believe. That's what the Bible teaches. I believe that sin must be punished. And when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, then God, knowing they were going to, said this is the punishment for dying and rebelling against me. But he loved them so much, even in the Old Testament, that he began to make sacrifices for them, the animal sacrifices, looking to Jesus by faith. And when Jesus died on the cross and was buried and rose again, he made a way for you and I to be saved. I believe the Bible unapologetically teaches that God wants people to be saved. I believe the Bible unapologetically teaches that the Holy Spirit has come into the world to convict us of sin, judgment, and righteousness. I believe the Bible unapologetically tells people, do not resist the Holy Spirit. Don't resist Him convicting you, dealing with you. And so, if God has sent Jesus, He has sent the Holy Spirit, He sent preachers and Christians to preach the gospel, and the decision to go to hell is yours. You say, well, Jake, I don't believe in hell. Well, then you don't believe the Bible. And so tonight, as we look at Job, and Job gets ready to hear from God tonight, I want you to hear from God before it's too late. Friends, tomorrow is promised for no man. We could all fall over tonight. I could fall over tonight doing this devotion. And I believe in all my heart that I'd go to heaven. Not because I deserve it, not because I'm good enough, but because Jesus died for me and he has forgiven me of all my sins. So as always, thank you for watching tonight. And I look forward for us journeying through the last of Job in the nights to come. God bless you. The Lord willing, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night.